But it's time to catch up with uh, Dr. Catherine Ainsley. Yeah, yeah. I just It's piqued our interest, didn't it, uh, a while ago when we were talking about female participation as opposed to male and tracing it back to Pony Club. And Catherine Ainsworth is the CEO of Pony Club Australia and there's about 750 Pony Clubs. And we want to have a chat about the imbalance between the sexes at Pony Club and how it parlays into involvement in the racing world. And Catherine joins us now. How are you, Catherine? Great. Thanks. For inviting me. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. As we discussed yesterday, there's there's a few hats you wear, and this is one of them. So. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, and the others, HRV, of course, uh, deputy yeah, chair I'm on the there. Board yeah, there. Yeah, right. we yeah. might even have a little chat about the Hunter Cup at the end of this as well. I'll be there. This this issue isn't automatically connected. When people say, "Why are we talking about Pony Club on a on a racing show?" but the the mm. dots do join up, don't they? And there's a, an amazing story of female participation in horse racing and, and a lot of it traces back to involvement in pony club and advanced pony club and equestrian and the imbalance has increased over the decades to the point where there are far more girls at pony club than boys well i think there are far more women riding females riding than men in that in the leisure pursuits of horses but um i guess we can discuss whether this is an issue or not well I, yeah, it probably. Well, I, I guess when you, if you parlay the story towards skills shortages and staff shortages in racing, where if the pony club is a major starting point for for that, and fifty percent of the population are not participating to any large degree, then it probably is a big issue in that sense alone, perhaps. Well, I think that there are many roles for males and females in the racing industry and in the broader horse industry. And, and you know, we obviously, as you've referred to, there are a lot of females participating in, in the horse industry, whether that be racing or other areas. So, yes, yeah, certainly getting involved in horses at a young age is a great way to keep people's interest of horses as a career, including the racing industry. So, um, yeah, Pony Club has nowadays probably 80, 20. We've got more younger um, boys in the younger ranks and sometimes boys would tend to go off and pursue other horse sports as they get into their mid-teens so they might um, want to do camp drafting or polo cross or other sorts of things and they may continue riding but just not riding at pony club. Catherine, Matt Nevitt here. Thanks so much for, for coming on and having a chat. I just wanted to know what the sort of view and stance is of Pony Clubs Australia in, in terms of male participation do you see it as an issue that it's an 80-20 split? Um, would you like it to sort of level out at a, at a more even split? What, what's the, the, the sort of view from, from your perspective? We just want more people riding horses. I don't think we necessarily mind um, whether they're male or female. We, we do have some programs and we have looked at how we can increase and retain the boys that start with Pony Club. So we do that by having a diversity of horse sports that people can do and perhaps some more um, things that boys are interested in. So, as I said, mounted games, um, you know, polo cross camp drafting, tetraflon, which is the um, ride a horse, swim, run, shoot. <laughs> um, <laughs> a bit like modern, it's modern pentathlon without the fencing. Um, horse archery is a new one that we're doing so certainly by mixing up the sports and finding something for people to get involved in and something that they like is the way that we seek to retain members in the organisation I was doing a story last week on Alana Liversey who's been a 
really successful up-and-coming apprentice in South Australia, and um, she um, and her master, Ryan Balfour, were talking about how important the grounding she'd had at Pony Club mm. had been to where she'd ended up now. And I, as part of that story, I Googled Pony Club connection with girls and boys and so on, and, mm-hmm. and there was a... I don't know whether you'd describe it as a questionnaire or a review yep. that you conducted in 2021 about what it was about Pony Club that boys weren't liking. And some of the answers were kind of interesting. Some said it's just too girly and that's, you know, mm. too many girls. Mm. And they found it a little bit placid for them. And it's interesting mm. what you were just talking about there, about the archery and the shooting and that. Yep. Has there been an effort in the last year or so to make it more engaging for boys by adjusting the sort of the, in inverted commas, the curriculum at Pony Club? Uh, yeah, well, I think that's what we like to give people the exposure to doing different things that are that might um, they might like. But then, you know, equally, we have plenty of boys who love doing show jumping and eventing. So um, it's just for all sorts of people, giving them something in Pony Club that they will fall in love with and want to continue on with. So I think when it comes to boys, um, it's also within the club environment. Um, if you're a 12-year-old boy, you maybe don't want to be there with 25 girls. So um, do, getting clubs to um, have particular programs to attract more boys and more boys will attract more boys so that they'll actually have a little tribe of blokes at the club who will enjoy doing things together because Pony Club's a community sport and it's about doing things with your friends. So if your friends all leave, then um, sometimes you don't want to stick around either. So it's about um, having things to keep people doing what they like doing with their mates. Exactly right. I was, I was going to ask you whether it's one of those domino effect things if, uh, if you know, you get a, one of your mates who does it and then you, and mm. then you, yeah. So at that, yeah. and at that age, the, the boys and the girls tend to sort of hang in their own camps a bit too. So, yeah. but when I was at Pony Club as a kid at the old Bacchus Marsh race course, it yes. was about 50-50 and it may have even been more boys than girls. And now, as you say, 80-20, without mm-hmm. harping on the difference now, has it surprised mm-hmm. Pony Club Australia that the balance has shifted that way? Um, I don't think it surprises it because it's, it carries on to older people as well, you know, more more people in their 20s and 30s that are riding horses for leisure are women than men. So... It's it's this natural affinity um, of female participation in horse sports. But why, why do women have a greater? Because aff- <laughs> and I've noticed it too, and I work I've yeah. worked in stables and the girls. Without trying to say that there's a, a complete trend with one sex or another, but what I've noticed is the affection of the horse, not necessarily mm-hmm. the affection for the payment. Um, mm-hmm. The girls are for some reason, even historically, Catherine. Uh, I think that there's always been an innate connection between girls and horses and, and girls and ponies, yeah. and I think it plays out over decades and centuries, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And um, and um, I think that we can talk about, um, you know, the mental health benefits of being around horses and horses and riding is really great for um, teenagers who are, going through the process of, you know, peer pressure and anxiety and depression and those sorts of things. And so it can also be a really empowering thing to be in control of a 500-kilogram animal. It makes you feel pretty tough and resilient. And just relating it back to <laughs> to horse racing as well, in, in a way, Catherine, I'm, I, I must admit I'm quite naive to, to Pony Club in general. I never went as a, 
as a kid, and I don't have kids now, but I'm intrigued as to whether or not you, you do much integration with, say, the racing bodies and get jockeys through mm-hmm. um, to, to, to speak to those that go to Pony Club yep. to get them there, to do work on the horses with them, just to, to, I guess, show the kids that, you know, one day, if, if they want to, there's a pathway there. They could become a professional jockey. They might be the next Damien Oliver or James McDonald. Is there much of that that gets done? Yeah, well, we certainly highlight careers, the careers that, how you can make a career out of horses. So careers in racing is a really important one. And, you know, there's lots of big names and we, we highlight their connection with Pony Club, you know, like Hugh Bowman and Claire Lindop and um, obviously our Jamie. Um, Jamie Carr and younger people, uh, Jet Stanley, who's the jockey in Victoria, he's a pony clubber, Hannah Edgeley, you know, we talk about um, the jockey side of things, which is easy. We work with um, thoroughbred industry careers about, um, you know, through their cadetship program the last few years. And certainly at the local level, um, there's a lot of connection. You know, pony clubs and race clubs are often physically close to each other and families you know, crossover between, you know, they might be involved in racing, yet they've, their kids will learn to ride at pony clubs. So, but it's not, also not just about careers as a jockey. The racing industry has a lot of careers for lots of different people and, you know, even people like Hamish McLaughlin, he went mm. to pony club. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the, the horse therapy angle I really find, and I think it was a happening back in the day without being actually as recognised as mm. it is now mm. and... I have a niece who lives in Alice Springs who uh, had a, some very difficult times during her early to mid-teens and then she found Chickpea, her pony. Mm-hmm. And, and Chickpea is... is uh, without Chickpea, she would have struggled to have come through some of her issues. As she acknowledges that. And, uh, and, and the things that you described before about empowerment and confidence and so on is certainly something that has resonated there as well. So... Um, and then there's racing hearts and, and other things. Are, yeah. we, are we discovering more and more about the the roles that horses can play? Like, I remember in, back in the day that they'd bring cats and puppies into old people's homes to to comfort them, and Sub Zero we had doing that sort of thing yeah. as well. But the role of the horse, almost like a dog in some respects as well, it, we're learning more about what they what they can do for us. And I think it probably starts with the relationship between kids and ponies at Pony Club. Yeah, and obviously the equine therapy, you know, PTSD and um, uh, veterans and um, lots of different use of the horse. But I guess in Pony Club, you will get all of that, but you also get to ride as well. So our focus is certainly on riding horses, not just not just being around horses. But, uh, you know, we teach people also um, how to read the signals from a horse, how to be safe around a horse, um, you know, how to communicate what you want the horse to do, <laughs> training, training, uh, and then obviously in the saddle, all those things about feel and balance and stickability and um, and resilience that horses give you of, you know, having to fall off and get back on again. Uh, but, yeah, certainly people who do get involved in horses um, tend to stay with it. And, we, and whilst Pony Club people associate Pony Club with being kids, um, we have a lot of adult riders who are members of Pony Club across Australia as well and people who might have ridden in their youth and have come back to riding as, um, as they've got a bit of time and a bit more money to, and to pursue the thing that they always love to do. 
when we were kids, we all grew up in farms, and we 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 always had horses were always around, and mm. I think we had a more natural relationship with them. And then by the time kids went to pony club, they already basically knew the basics. Are you finding with the more urbanised way we live now, where you don't have a horse in the paddock because you don't have a paddock, you sort of you yeah. have it somewhere else. Do you find yeah. that the the kids that are coming on board have to start from scratch a bit more than they did back in the old days where kids were sort of grew up with ponies a bit more? Yeah, and so we recognise that we need to do a lot of work with parents too so that the parents can have confidence to hook the float up, <laughs> load the horse on the float and all those sorts of things that you Practice need to Practice reversing do. the float as well. <laughs> yeah, certainly many of our clubs have got, got some lessons for those sorts of things for parents as well. So... Um, and we also work with um, commercial riding schools where people might, you know, it's not like you decide you're going to ride a horse and then just buy one the next day. So you work, you know, to work with having some riding lessons and um, get an understanding of what it means to, to own a horse before you make an informed decision to get involved. So that's, that transition is really important as well. You'll love this story. The only thing harder than reversing a horse float is reversing a boat, right? So yes. my 19-year-old was gifted a really old boat by a guy whose son is Max, is Ollie's best friend. So yeah. I said to Ollie the other day, how's things going with the boat? He said, oh, I'm scrubbing it out. He said, and Jared and I took it to a vacant car park the other day for two hours to <laughs> practice, practice, practice reversing. So yeah. and you could do it with a horse float as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Hey, uh, we've got to go to Hillsville in a minute, Catherine. Sure. Um, just taking one hat off and putting another one on, what a cracking field for the Hunter Cup on Saturday night. Yeah, it's an interesting field, isn't it? I mean, I'm not much of a punter. I'll have to have a look and see where I'll put my money. But no, I'll certainly be there for the Great Southern Star on Friday night mm. and for the Hunter Cup on Saturday night. Yeah, it should be a, a big couple of nights there at Melton. So, hey, uh, we appreciate your time, Catherine. It's an interesting chat and uh, it's been great to, to pick your brain on a couple of different things. So we appreciate you jumping on Big V Racing. Thank you very much. Good night. Bye. Dr. Catherine Ainsworth joining us there. She's the CEO of Pony Clubs Australia. She's also on the board at Harness Racing Victoria.